Brain Candy Podcast time. This is a special episode. Super special. We don't get out much. You definitely don't. You got a kid. <laughs> yeah, why do I say we? You're on the road all the time. Yeah. I'm usually sequestered to my little house with my little boy. And we got to go out and visit Pittsburgh, my hometown. It was lovely. Freaking great. The University of Pittsburgh hosted us to uh, record a live podcast episode for the University Center for International Studies, who, when I was getting my doctorate, was very generous with me and uh, provided fellowships and scholarships for me. And I was able to go to Brazil and do research there. So I'm so glad that we got to go back and support them and... um, be sort of like the opener for the International Week extravaganza. And I support anyone who supports international travel and learning about yourself through learning about others. What I really love about them, and then I haven't told you about this, but after we recorded the episode that you're about to hear, the next day when you had to leave, I stayed and went to this amazing talk by this woman who's also a PhD from Pitt, and she opened a school for girls in Africa. And I was like, oh, yeah, I have a podcast. Right. <laughs> oh, I'm glad I but got was, out of there while I could. What's it's... great, though, is that Pitt is putting legs behind their words about diversity. Yes. And I'm so happy about that. Um, thank the good people at Raiden Luggage for who they were heard that we were hitting the road. And they were like, ladies, you need some big girl luggage. Let me tell you how much I love these guys. <laughs> well, there's one feature on there. It's like it was made for me. Right. This is hilarious. It has, wait for it, a built-in charger. So you know when you're at the airport and you're like, oh, my phone's going to die. You mean and- every time I'm at the airport? <laughs> yes. This thing. I you mean, don't have to sit by the outlet by the bathroom Which on never the floor. Work. Never work. Never. I've never been to one airport where the actual outlets to charge my thing work. Let me tell you. You plug I had it into a, your luggage. I had a crowd of people around me who were ooing and eyeing. For real? For real. And I was offering up my, because there were two plugs. And I was like, oh, would you like to use a USB port? This, the- and it was still... <laughs> Fully charged my battery. The reserve was still charged when I landed. The lu- <laughs> I love it. It's the best. The luggage has on it a battery pack that allows you to charge your technological things, phone, iPad, whatever. And so go to RaidenSmart.com slash brain candy. That's Raiden, R-A-D-E-N, smart.com slash brain candy. And you can check out their gorgeous uh, luggage. They have a checked bag and a carry-on bag. And both of us chose the carry-on because we were like, we need a big girl carry-on. And Why I'm are sick we and tired using of... Under Armour crap yeah, from the I'm challenge? Using. I'm using free challenge I mean, stuff. Under Armour stuff is fine, but we need to be grown-up hot women walking through, prancing, prancing. through the airport. Well, and it's one of those rollers that, like, stands up when you roll it so then i could put my purse on top of it and i carry nothing and i just push it and it the wheels work great i was speedy through the airport and i looked 
freaking good. You did. I, I picked like you I up was... at the Pittsburgh airport, and she was like, uh-huh. you know how Paris Hilton trots yeah. around with like the hot, the drum major stance? That was me. I was like, oh, Sarah. I don't Sarah. even feel bad about it. Hello. I'm not apologizing <laughs> because I felt hot at the airport. And when you feel usually gross after a flight, to feel super hot with super luggage, win. Then, in addition to the battery situation... Uh, it can locate your bags for GPS situation. If you get the set, there's a $95 discount and just go to radensmart.com slash brain candy. Check it out and see what you think. You're going to be thanking me. I can't wait. They're going to be like, Hey, but we, this episode is all about all of our challenge shenanigans and misadventures and just what, what it's been like for both of us who came from very different backgrounds um, with regard to travel and then how you can do it as well. One thing I didn't mention in the episode that I wished I would have while we were in Pittsburgh, Sarah and I had the day together to kind of like wander about the university of Pittsburgh campus. And I was showing her different things that I never enjoyed while I lived there. Cause uh-huh. you know, I was busy, whatever I'm yeah. going to class, but I got to be a tourist in my own city and how, you can do that too. Yes. And have that same experience of like traveling, even if you can't afford to take a flight or go very far or get a hotel, you can still have that same learning mind opening experience. So yes. I wanted to emphasize that because we did like the um, nationality rooms at Pitt. Loved it. We were so disruptive and hilarious, it was but great. we also got to see beautiful architecture and stuff. And you can do that too in your own city, wherever you may be. So enjoy this episode. Thank you to the University of Pittsburgh for having us. If you are at a university or an organization and you'd like for us to come uh, record a live episode, then please reach out to us at thebraincandypodcast.com and uh, enjoy. Here we go. All right, welcome, Brainiacs, once again to the Brain Candy Podcast, your favorite podcast, my favorite podcast. With me, as always, my co-host, Susie Meister. How you doing, Sus? It's a special day. I know. Can you tell everybody where we are? Okay, here's the deal, people. You might have heard I've gone to a little place called the University of Pittsburgh, and I thought they were sick of me. Apparently not. I was there for undergrad, <laughs> master's, and PhD, and then I left for the sunny shores of California. California. <laughs> and now you're dragging me back to Pitt, but I'm happy and to be And now here. we're back for International Week. Thank you to the University of Pittsburgh for having us, and USIS, the University Center for International Studies, for having us. Can you believe we hustled them into letting us. It's great. This is ridiculous. Really, just so we can tell hilarious travel stories, <laughs> which, well, you know, we do anyway. So. Okay, so let me start by saying, hold on, I have to plug Pitt. <laughs> there you go. Stricken um, ever Pitt water bottle. Okay, it's very back official. when I was in grad school, I had a pipe dream of traveling to Brazil and uh, doing some research because my department was religious studies and I wanted to explore evangelicalism in Brazil. And so the University of Pittsburgh gave me a fellowship and tried to teach me Portuguese. I was a lost cause, but I went anyway. And Sarah went with me. I did. And helped me with my research. She kind of was like, hey, would you like to go on this uh, two-week vacation to Brazil? And I was like, it was that's a month. 
Oh, it was a month. It was even longer. Yeah. And I was like, that sounds awesome. And she's like, okay, P.S., there's so much work. It's horrible. And we have to interview so many people. And it's great. And I was thinking, I think I did a good job holding the camera. And I think I put that on my resume that I, like, helped you. Yes, it was very official. PhD. I mean, we re- here's the thing. When you think of Brazil, right, you think of, you know, Coca Cabana. Yeah. And, <laughs> right? We, we, we got a little color. A little we got a little bit of that, but we also went to an actual um, school where they were missionizing students, and we stayed. Tell them about it. Okay. Well, I don't even know where to begin. This is one of the silliest stories. So we go to <laughs> this place that you have to take about a four-hour bus ride to, first of all, and there's only one bus, and it only comes, like, once every two or three days. Really. And if you miss it, you're stuck there for more days. Yeah. So we get there, and everything is fine, and we get to the school, and they're going to put us in the girls' wing. And we get there, and there's a huge gate, like a jail cell (laughs) gate. And I say, what? No, go ahead. Yeah. And I say, "What, what is the gate for? Yeah. And they say, oh, well, that's to... You were, you said, is it to keep, like, the bad people yes, out? Yes, I say, is it to keep the bad people out? And they say, no, it's to keep people in. And I was like, oh, okay, well, this is a new experience for me. And I said, well, what if there's a fire? And they go, hmm, well, we all die. And I was like, okay, well, let's pray for no fire, first of all. <laughs> it was... It was... And, and but the it guard was awesome. dogs. Yeah, there were guard dogs. It mm-hmm. was an adventure. But here's... Well, that's one of the things I wanted to take... I'll revisit yes. later, but it was very uncomfortable, but it's a story we tell all the time. And that is what I think is so special about travel, is that I can't remember, can you, I mean, yeah, sure, can you think of good, like, travel tri- trips you went on where everything went perfect? Right. Do you have one of those? Well, I don't. we went with MTV, so no. So no, no and nothing ever went perfect. <laughs> uh, it was the opposite of that, in fact. Right. But I can't even think of, like, I, I think of, I go over, you know, all my memories of the trips I've been on in the past, and the ones that stand out were not ones where everything was wonderful and perfect, and there was a travel agent, well, and they hold a little flag, yeah. and you follow them everywhere. The ones where I felt like I learned about me were the ones where we didn't speak the language. Shenanigans. Shenanigans. We didn't, we didn't know where to go. We didn't have the butt. We'd get in fights over which way to go on the subway. Only once, but it made an impact. <laughs> but, you know, it's like learning those things about yourself by putting yourself in experiences and putting yourself in situations that are uncomfortable. Yes. And you have to learn how to be comfortable being uncomfortable. So when we were preparing for this uh, episode, we were thinking about what our travel resumes sort of looked like, and we discovered that they were very different. So when I um, applied to go on road rules, I was 18, and that's the youngest you could be to to, uh, audition. And I sent in my tape, and I had never traveled internationally in my whole life. And I went through the audition process, and then I got cast on road rolls down under. And so that trip to Australia was my very first international Were adventure. Were you scared? No. I was leaving my mother, who's here, <laughs> and lovely, but I was so excited. <laughs> Shout out to Peg. Many of our listeners have heard Peg mm-hmm. on the show. Yeah. We had her on a few weeks ago to talk about her political weirdness. <laughs> um, <laughs> but... I mean, when I was leaving Peg's house, this was like, holy smokes, 
this is big time for me. I don't know what I'm doing, but I don't care. I just want to learn and, and grow. You, uh-huh. different story. I was the daughter of a tour guide. So <laughs> I went to Venice, Italy before Venice Beach, California, and that was like where I lived. Is that true? It's true. Or is that like your thing you said? No, it's like it's actually true. But I, I, was, I was very, very lucky to have a mom who exposed me to travel very young. But I quickly beca- became, you know, like with anything, you know, you'd like try to help your kids and like give them things that expose them to the world. And I was like, eh, do we have to go see another museum? Uh, I was all I didn't have that so problem. ungrateful for it. In fact, there was one story, I'll tell you this one, where we were in Rome. And oh, yeah, the old Rome story. <laughs> so relatable. So we're in Rome. I'm about 12. My brother is nine, and the other one's six. Mm-hmm. And my mom wants to take us to the museum, and I'm like, we do not want to go to another stinking museum. Mm-hmm. So she's like, all right, then, you can go back to the hotel. And we were maybe a block from the hotel. So, it, and it's Italy, and we know it was like fine. Well, she lets us off to go back to the hotel, and like thinking that I'm going to get us back to the hotel. All I knew was it was, I thought it was Hotel Raphael. Hotel Raphael is like what I had in my head. Okay. So then I go to find it, and I can't find this hotel. I can't Wait, find how it. old were you again? 12. Yeah, okay. And I got like two kids in tow. This is normal. I, normal for my family. Totally normal. <laughs> I can't find this place. And now I'm, I mean, what, what, I know a little Italian, but like not a lot. And so I do what I think is the best thing. And, you know, my mom has taught me how to be a good traveler and taught me a lot of independence, clearly. Wait, and, wait, wait. Yeah. What did she teach you? Well, just like how to... Uh, be comfortable like we were talking about in an uncomfortable situation. Like Just go with know, the flow. Yes. Go with the flow and know your resources. So she was like, don't be scared to ask for help. Don't be scared to look for, like, find directions, things like that. Um, definitely don't be scared to rely on other people. That's, like, a big one when you're traveling. Like, don't be scared to talk to the locals. Like, that's where you're going to, A, find the best restaurants because nobody wants to go to, like, the Olive Garden in Times Square. You know, you got to get the good stuff that nobody's going to tell you about <laughs> unlike the tour guide map. So I go and I start asking people for directions to Hotel Raphael and they are pointing <laughs> in the way other direction. Uh-huh. And so finally I think, okay, what can I do? So I go to a restaurant and they had yellow pages and I open up the yellow pages and I look up Hotel Raphael in the Italian version of the yellow pages and I find the address and I try to go there. Well, it turns out there were two hotels. It was Hotel Raphael and the Raphael Hotel. I feel like this is like you're making it up as you go. I'm not. I swear this is a true story. <laughs> well, I go to the wrong hotel, and now it's, like, late. And so I think, okay, well, what else do I do? Because I don't know where this hotel is. So I just take my brothers to the local police station. And then later my mom came because she knew if we didn't find our way to the hotel, we would probably find our way to the police station. And she found us that night, and everything was fine. But a little too trusting with her children. So there's, like, the experience that I have where you, like, weren't able to go anywhere. I was, like, kicked out into ridiculous situations that I shouldn't have even been in. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. My favorite part of this story is how, like, I was at Peg's house learning about Jesus. Yeah. And so then, and that's why I became a PhD in religious studies. 
your mom was throwing you around Rome, mm-hmm. and now you're a marriage family therapist. Is that not, that makes sense. That's so great. That because, like, you know, I got to, oh like, my word. fix everything that was. Uh, uh, well, I'm really glad you made it through that. What do you think? <laughs> well, thanks. Roman adventure, right? Yeah. Why aren't you scarred, though? I mean, I am a little. But you still were like, I still love travel. Oh, it made me even more, because I felt you like niche. I handled it. Oh, yes. I have the travel bug. Well, you have the travel bug, too. Um, yeah, but you have it more in like, like I, this is one of my questions for you. Oh, okay, go. How would you describe your ideal travel experience? Okay. Like if you had to just do your perfect travel adventure. Mm. Well, now it's like tropical vacation or adventure. It's like I want. Yeah, you're making that face. You don't like any of that. <laughs> right, I want. I want to like kayak and climb mountains and like, you know, mm-hmm. Sherpa style stuff. And you know, I don't know. Really and, Sherpa? Well, I mean, not me, but there maybe is another <laughs> one to carry what some heavy stuff. Like, what Sherpa? if I were that? Right in Nepal, just like that's my. No, it's not. Right. But uh. Yeah. Yeah, I like travel, but I do enjoy a little bit less walking y- yeah. than you do. And But that was nice. We got a good combo when we traveled together. Yes. It was, and both of us have the same idea about, you know, like not wanting to tear it down till 4 o'clock in the morning, so. Okay, so when you were cast, mm-hmm. you had been, ha- like, around the world. I had. For real? Yeah. Okay. There were a lot of places I, uh, I really felt like I did not get... Which is, you know, really why I fell in love with where we traveled for the challenge so much is I did the big, I did the city thing, I did the Europe thing, I did, I I got, and I'm very grateful that I got such exposure to beautiful architecture and I could name different architectural styles and things like that, but I I didn't like chill on a tropical beach or anything Mm -hmm. like that, I didn't get those kind of vacations. And is that not what we get in the challenge house? Well, that's my gripe about... Well, I have several. But, yeah. I mean, <laughs> when you're on this show, that's the only bad thing oh. in terms of the travel is how limited you are on where you can go. So it's almost like a teaser. And when we were, we were in Thailand mm-hmm. together, and people would... we come back, right? And everyone wants to know, what's it like? How was Thailand? I'm like, I don't know. We could have been in Akron. Yes. Because they wouldn't let us out of the house at that time. And the, and they didn't even, you know, I feel like whenever you travel, one of the most exciting things is to really immerse yourself in the cultures, and that's the language, that's the people, yeah. that's the food. Food is such a huge part of traveling. I mean, we talk about how you can get an international experience from going to a great Indian restaurant, that yeah. you, you know? Mm-hmm. And they, in, do you remember the food that they had in Thailand? It was... Thai take on American food. So it would be like Thai flavors, but hot dogs, and they were like weird and floating in weird water. And listen, Thai food is my favorite food. I I love Thai food, but when I go to Thailand, I don't want hot dogs and hamburgers. I want Thai food. Mm -hmm. And that, oh, I just, that drove me crazy when they would try to like, I don't know, Americanize the food that they were giving us in places. I'm like, you know what Thai people do really well? Thai food. You know what they don't do well? <laughs> Everything else you're telling them to make. Yeah. Right. So. Right. Yeah. So I think that's a big, a big one of the other gripes I had. But you know, you lived in the lived. You experienced uh, the challenges during, kind of like the heyday of when you had a little more freedom and got to like explore more. And you got to go to South Africa, right? Yes. And that was my favorite. We were in Cape Town. Yeah. Tell us about that one. Well, that was really special because. 
Um, first of all, they let us go out more at that time. They've cracked down since then on um, a lot the experience. But we got to go out and experience South Africa, first of all. And a lot of the challenges themselves were in the vineyards. And um, there was one where we were suspended. <laughs> Here's another relatable story. Uh, we were suspended over uh, off a cliff, and, <laughs> and there was like um, scaff or a beam, and we oh. had to like twirl around that and get across the, the beam. One and we were a thousand feet off the ground, and there it was almost it was breathtaking the view, like and you were enjoying it. There was moments though where you'd be like. You know those moments yeah, where you're like, yeah. and then you just have to snap back into yeah. it and remember you can, like, I don't know, die. Yeah, so it was really special. And since I had not traveled, aside from these, these events, it was really transformative for me. Because here's the thing. You know how reality TV is garbage? Well, <laughs> the good thing about it is, for me at least, I was forced to be exposed to all different people that I never would have been with ever this otherwise people of all different ethnicities and religions and personalities and to me that was life-changing and it's so cliche but the reason it's cliche is because it's it's true mm -hmm. that once I was able to be with people who I otherwise never would have hung out with it changed how I saw the world and so for that I'm so grateful don't you feel? I mean, even oh, though you had seen the world, I would say even more so when I started, even started to see how how other people experience travel as well. So oh yeah, yes, you were saying this. Tell that tell made that. that was really interesting to see. I really think that the people who make it to the ends of these challenges are the same kind of people who would be okay and would thrive in like a, if you threw them into a travel experience and like the same kind of things like, you know, make a good challenger. Mm -hmm. There's, you gotta be flexible. You got, and you can see towards the end of it, the people who hang, or who last and who are still there at the end yeah. are people who know how to travel well. Oh. The ones who can't, I mean, don't you feel like that when you go on a challenge, like the ones who are, complaining about they don't like the food, they don't like the weather, they don't like that everybody's different from them. They don't last. Mm -hmm. They're gone first or second week. Well, because they prefer to be comfortable, right? Yeah. yeah. If you want to be comfortable, you can go, but that person's not going to grow. Yeah. You know? Well, then how do you explain Johnny Banana? I don't, I don't know. Um, he's the outlier. He is. <laughs> a lot of travel, not a lot of personal growth. <laughs> in that. He's the exception. Yeah. Right. But I'm a little biased now. So. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, and you said something earlier that made me think the same thing about the parallels between people that, like, skills you learn on from travel yeah. are the same ones that apply to our experiences on the show. Like you said, don't be afraid to ask people for help. Right. Yes. And so a lot of times the, the things that we had to do were team oriented or partner oriented where you can't win by yourself. You mm -hmm. have to rely on others. Absolutely. And then you also said, um, like just the, the humility to be like, I don't know what I'm doing yeah. and well, to ask for help. And I think you have to learn how to adapt 
and you know you're given whether it's uh, directions that you don't whether you're trying to find Hotel Raphael or Raphael Hotel like you're given limited Sarah's information story. yeah you think I swear it's true my mom will come on another podcast and she'll tell it and it'll be way more dramatic and then she'll <laughs> say something like I dropped you off right outside the hotel. No, it was like way more than just one block. I was just saying that so she wouldn't feel bad. But, uh, <laughs> you know, when we were talking about how, so things like that. So being able to go with the flow, being able to adapt to new situations. And those are the same kind of things. Like there was one story that you were telling me about a oh time, about something about like not having any money. Okay, so there's a, a person in the audience, Oliver, who will appreciate this story perhaps more than anyone because there is a clip that you can all Google where um, on my original season of Road Rules, they, there was times when there wasn't a lot of action and so they would rely on what they call lipstick cams in the RV, which are mounted in the corners of the front so that they can still get footage and audio, but like probably nothing's going to happen. And so they had their lipstick cams going on me and my friend Piggy, and we were at the gas station. And this was not footage that was meant to be on air. And so I was just talking to her, chewing gum, as you do. Uh, when you're 18 and <laughs> Ugh, Nothing looks worse no. <laughs> than chewing gum on camera, by the way. Right! It's like... Especially when then you talk about chewing gum and say, sometimes I like to chew like a cow. You said That's that? That's my quote right before she backs into a car. So <gasps> then this becomes story. Oh, no. And yeah. you admitted that you like to chew like a cow on like, television. Sometimes I like to chew like a cow. There are like a thousand other things you could have said in that <laughs> moment, too. True, this gum works. tastes great. Don't you like mint? I prefer bubble gum. <laughs> Yeah, I should be grateful it wasn't worse, but that's what I said. And then she backs into a car, so now it's a story. And so check that footage out. <laughs> I've come a long way. And um, we, she hit a, a taillight of another vehicle and had to pay for it. And those were the days on Road Rules where we didn't get paid except, you know, here's $30, make it work. And we didn't have the money, so we had to be resourceful. Yeah. And we created a little band and went out and performed on the streets of Sydney <laughs> and made money. Did you, like, put a hat on or a little box? Or yes, what did you do? we did, Sarah. And <laughs> it was amazing. And um, we had didgeridoos. Do you know how to play that? I do now. Do you really? That's a really difficult instrument. I have amazing embouchure because I play I mean, French horn. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. She does. I don't even, I mean, now I know what that word means because I can put it together, but I did not no, know that I mean, word. I'm not, look, look, I'm not good at the didgeridoo, but I mean, I have one and, you know. But it's you, not didgeridoo. It so. makes sound. And uh, we made enough money to pay for this poor woman's broken Tail light, but not our dignity, which now. <laughs> That's right. Well, it's been many years of other challenges right. you did, didn't. Now on Google, there's a clip of me talking about how I like to chew my gum secretly. Yeah, but that's like not even takeaway from that. Thank you. Yeah, see? I'm glad you say that. I know. But the point is that it, it is about being resourceful. And that we keep talking about how the same traits that made us mm -hmm. good on the show, I don't know if you'd want to use the word good, but like thrive. You can, yes are the same things that apply in real life that are like, oh, that, that's handy. 
to be able to go out and put your box out and do a little jig yeah, and get really some handy. dough. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, you kind of have to, like, be able to check your ego and have a little <laughs> bit of humility. And, be, and it's, like, the same kind of feeling that you get. I mean, at least I do. Like, thinking about that story is, like, the, I get real nervous just going up to somebody when I'm in another country and asking, to, like, ordering at a restaurant. Even though I've traveled a whole bunch, I still get nervous that I'm going to mess up the language, that I'm oh, going oh, to oh. say something wrong. <laughs> and even though I think that, every single place I've ever been, when I try, it always is like, they're appreciative of it, they help me, they're like, yeah, we're, you know, like, kind of trying to teach me some things. Or, but, and those embarrassing feelings go away the second you start trying. But those embarrassing feelings stay there if you just always speak English and don't go, like, the, re yeah. the way to work through those feelings, the way to turn that anxiety into, like, a fun story is to just get out there and do it, whether it's, like, you know, I, just listening to her talk about um, the, uh, 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 what do you, international travel, study abroad, yeah. gets me so excited, because mm -hmm. I studied abroad, right. I went, but I kind of, like, half-assed it. I, oh, I went. Anything. Because I went to England. You're so inappropriate. I That's love you. That's not you. Well, I mean, I Wait, didn't... Sarah swore I have to donate to Yusuf. Oh, I did. I said ASS. <laughs> My son is in the audience, and I am outraged. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Lincoln. Plug your ears. <laughs> well, um, so, you know, I, I, like I said, you know, it, I feel like if you're going to study abroad, like England's great, but I, I went somewhere that was comfortable because I was only like 16 or 17 when I did it. Yeah. And I wanted to pick somewhere that was... You know, but I will say that experience studying abroad changed me in so really I think I was not the confident person that people see on the challenge when I was in high school and I had to grow into that person. Like mm -hmm. that really like the person that, that people see on the challenges that wins challenges and all that crazy stuff is absolute I mean that just I wasn't like I had to work and, and do those things to really test myself and put myself out there and things like that. And, and getting to stu study abroad really helped with that, especially I think college is like such a perfect, perfect time to do it because you have, you know, a desire to learn more about yourself. You have a desire to see the world, a desire to grow. I mean, at least I hope you do. Mm -hmm. And it gives you an opportunity to do so with in the environment that you're already comfortable and familiar with, like school. So I think, it, like, studying abroad is the greatest, greatest thing for somebody to do. Yeah, and there are options that aren't as in intimidating as others. Or in, know? like, week programs or things like mm -hmm. that. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Another thing that I wanted to share with listeners um, that I've recently found out about and been telling friends who want to travel, um, have you heard about these trips where you can, they'll fund you to go if you donate your time for a charity. Oh, so no. you can go to, uh, one that I looked up, uh, let me get some water out of uh -huh. my kid jug. Yep. <laughs> 
It's so um, great. One, I do really like that. One of the um, <laughs> the places that I was looking at, you can teach English as a second language mm -hmm. in China, and, or you can. There's one where you can help uh, farms in. I think it was Thailand or something like that. But it's these great programs that are out there where yeah. for very inexpensive, and that's like a big thing when you're a college age student. I mean, I was like living off top ramen and was like, how am I going to travel? Let me find the cheapest way possible yeah. to go. Oh. Speaking of which, <laughs> hostels. I thought it was going to be about Top Ramen. I was. Well, no, I mean, where I don't, is she I don't going know any good story about Top Ramen. I wish I did, but um, <laughs> have you ever stayed at a hostel? Of course. What is your hostel experience? Bunk beds. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of bunk beds. There was that time, like recently, where. Was it with you, mine maybe? Were, but I should say, mine were on road rolls, so I didn't oh. have strangers in my room. Well, I recently was like, I think I'm too old to stay at a hostel well, officially. Wait. Yeah. Well, no, I think we were is like... Is there an age limit? No. They should make one. They should make one. I don't think there is, <laughs> in fact. But, you know, I really, I liked the experience. There was one that I went to in uh, Costa Rica where I met... The, one of the other cool things about traveling, when, especially when you travel alone or when you travel um, and you're, you know, at this age, like college age, you... The people that you meet when you travel... Yeah. It's like you become instant. <laughs> Why do you always feel like you're waiting for a punchline? Like, you never you know when you're going to go. It's a long time. Well, because like, I like yes. to think and like make sure and get the response from you. <laughs> but the people that you meet when you travel, it's like you become instant friends with them. It's, it's, yeah. It really is a, yeah. a, an amazing thing that when you can find um, like somebody who even looks like you, speaks the language, anything like that, it's just like, you're the same, and I'm the same, and you can connect. And Wait, what's that? You talked about it one time on the show. It was this study about how when you meet somebody in a really intense experience that you're more likely to fall in love yes. or whatever. Yes, it's Aaron the same Dutton study of the transfer of arousal. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Well, so you asked. I know, but you're so excited. I know, because nobody ever asked me about my studies, and I'm so well-versed in. Come on, if I were to just ask you about religion, you'd get very excited, as you usually do. <laughs> oh, that's so great. But it's yeah. the same concept where when you have something that's outside of your comfort zone, you're more likely to bond, right? Yes. Maybe not romantically, but otherwise as well. Absolutely. Wait, I wanted to talk about my favorite story from Brazil, which is this one time when we were switching to an, a hostel. Uh, I, that's why, that's why my idea was, I think that was the trip where I was like, I think this may be the last time we can do Yeah. Well, yeah. we did that, and we were just so excited that we were going to get to do laundry. This is so <laughs> And we were fantasizing about the laundry facilities, and we were like, do you think they have one washer or two? We had dirty clothes. We'd been toting around, and we had just had backpacks. We were traveling light, so, like, these clothes had been worn and worn and then worn again, and, and they we were got there. ready to be washed. And we went in the laundry room so excited, and it was just a sink. With an old-school scrub board. <laughs> and we thought they were going to be washing machines. Not just one, but two. Remember when we were optimistic? <laughs> and there we were, just whistling and scrubbing and hanging our hey, stuff up worked. on the line. Whatever. Hey, you know what? Classic, those old-school washboards. <laughs> Don't go out of style. But that's the story we tell. It's not the time when, you know, we go yes. into a normal... Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, this is real loud if I get excited and bang What's on the table. What's that guy in the back? He's going to be He's probably so, so angry. He's I outraged. know. I'm just banging on table. It's like Adam. When I talk real loud or laugh real loud into the microphone, somebody's going to get mad at me. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's totally the same kind of um, 
Yeah, the takeaway for me is that to this, in a way, discomfort is good. Oh, and whenever we were coordinating with Rob about, like, what are we going to talk about and what, what sort of gets our motor running about travel, I chose to call the talk A World of Difference because you hear a lot, right, Oprah's big, big fan of saying, you know, when you travel, you realize that we're all the same. And, you know, in certain ways, that's, of course, true. We have the same pain and joy and all of that. But I am always struck by the things that are so different and why that's exciting and something that should be celebrated rather yes. than diminished. And for me, it's, there is a world of difference. And so, yeah. like, remember... And on that's the, what makes things beautiful and exciting and wonderful. Yes, and on the last uh, travel episode that we did a while back, and we talked about how they say that if you never leave your house, you don't know if it stinks. And if, <gasps> I feel that way about... That's such a good saying. Is that you must go away to see what you love or don't mm-hmm. about where you are mm-hmm. and what other people do that's not like you at all. So that's why I thought a world of difference was, yes. you know, it should be celebrated. Absolutely. Or at least, you know, and like you were saying that you didn't get an opportunity to travel while you were younger, but I think a lot of people really feel that desire to know more, learn more, see what else is out there, experiencing other cultures. And you and I were talking together about ways that you can get an international experience without getting on a plane. Well, right, because I don't appreciate the idea of, like, this is sort of just something for people that have Mm -hmm. money and everyone else is out of luck. Yeah, I'm sure it's real easy to travel now with your uh, little guy in the back now. You're really getting out a lot, right? Right. Yeah, so, right. you know, there are other ways. you got to kind of right. experience some. Yeah, so uh, my, for me, the encouragement would be about not um, just leaving the country and doing exotic things, going to Rome with Sarah's mom, <laughs> but to try a restaurant that you've never want, wanted to or thought about or w- had the nerve to try or um, talking to somebody that, looks different than you. It's so easy, but it sounds like such an intimidating thing sometimes. You know what I did recently? And this was like a real stretch for me because out of my comfort zone and I didn't know anybody there, but a friend offered to take me to this and I always said, absolutely, I'll go. I went to a Sikh temple and it was one of the most exciting experiences and it was so beautiful. It was for a big celebration that they were doing for I don't you know, know the just name. Let it go. Just yeah, let it go. I don't know. You probably know better than I do. Okay. Um, and just to be able to experience the way that they celebrated mm-hmm. was so fun, and yeah. it was, and I felt so included. I yeah. mean, I couldn't look more look. Sure. I stand out in that group. I mean, I stand up anyway. Got tattoos and, uh, you know. Yeah. So, but they were so nice, and no, every single person who was there was like. Come sit here, eat some food. Let me. They want to feed you so much. I love when you try. I Everybody want to wants go to there. feed you. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. And yeah, it was great. And you know, what I thought was really interesting at the Sikh temple, since we always talk about feminist stuff on here. Yeah. Uh, the men are the one who serve all the food. Ooh. And the women just get to hang out and eat it. Now we're talking. I know, right? They, I ha- <laughs> they cut it. They cut it all up and they serve it to you. I have trivia for you. Trivia. It's my favorite. <laughs> Uh, Mike, what kind of I'm going to call this segment... Oh, no. Let's stump Sarah. Okay. <laughs> okay. I hope... Are these, like, these are in just the vein fun. of, like, teaching-style like, teaching questions? Where, like, 
Everybody's gonna laugh when I don't know the answer. On the challenge, sometimes TJ does trivia, and then like if you get it wrong, you have to bungee jump. But yeah, my this favorite is not one like that, that. that Johnny was asked, uh, "What's the official language of Australia?" And he said Dutch. So, real travel. Don't like but, that. Okay. And I okay. won't say Dutch, so we're good. Okay, here we go. Uh, and just factoids. Okay. Okay, what do you think is the most visited tourist attraction? Well, this is for 2015, at least. Is it international? No, actually, but oh. I mean, it is, okay. but oh, okay. it happens to okay. not. Okay, that narrows it down. Okay. You did give me a hint. Okay. 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 Well, I know it's not Disneyland. That's true. Because uh, Sonoma Wine Country just passed Disneyland as the most... As it should. As, yeah, as it should. Best destination in California. Okay. Okay, so the only other place, if it's not, it's not Disney World, because Disneyland gets more... It's Times Square. Normally it is. It's not Times Square? Well, normally it... Stop yelling. Oh. No. Well, what <laughs> else could it be? Uh, Las Vegas. No. Are you sad? No. You I have? mean, I am. I, oh. No, I'm not I'm still, I'm still in shock. I haven't even gotten over the first answer. Well, it typically Las is, but... Vegas I, is I think this was an aberration. Visited. I don't know. There must have been a big year for them. I don't know. Don't. Okay. Wow. Um, you know what? That, I don't know. Are you mad about it? Kind of. <laughs> okay. Because I mean of like all the places. That seems like the one that's the Grossest. most void of culture. Well, that's true. I mean, that, I'm the sorry. pyramid and the, the, that doesn't count. Move on. Okay. Okay. What, besides China and Russia, <laughs> mm -hmm. what country has the, borders the most other countries? Oh, that's mm -hmm. tough. Yeah, it's a tough. Oh thing. wait, would what you have country? guessed oh, Russia no, and I China? Know. Brazil. Yes. Yes. Oh, I'm really excited when I get it right. I'm the worst. I'm a terrible winner. I should. I should sit on my hands. It's not very humble. Okay. That is so great. I'm my really, mom will be so. Proud. I'm really proud. Thanks. Would you have gotten China and Russia as well? Because just I would have thought. I would have thought Russia. Yeah. But China, I feel like, They're borders tied, a lot of evidently. countries that also have... Brazil borders countries that are smaller. Yeah. So I was thinking maybe that. Good job. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. All right. Um, then I will just tell you, there's a myth out there. Oh. Okay. We're going to correct it. Okay. The Great Wall can't be seen from space. Oh. Stop the lies. Lies. <laughs> I know. Did you know that? that is that's a, myth a really big, a that's like a, a, a falsehood. Yes. Mm-hmm. That a lot of people mm -hmm. say is. Yeah, yeah. People repeat that. All the time. What Let's about the fires it. from. I mean, it's kind of depressing, but the, the burning rainforest, I heard you could see that from oh, space. Oh, no. Can you see that from space? I don't know. Somebody get Google Maps out. Oh, that is mm. depressing. Way more depressing than the Great Wall. Okay. Let me pick one more. Mm -hmm. Okay. Did well, I'm you so know... nervous now. <laughs> okay. Well, then there, we'll do the trivia then. Okay. Since you're nervous. Okay. Did I, no, no. Tell me. Did you know what? This was a trivia. Oh, okay. Grown-ups outnumber kids at Disneyland by... 3.5 to 1. Really? Yes. So there are a lot of... Okay. 
<laughs> I mean, it makes sense because I have a Does lot it? of friends. Here's Sarah. <laughs> yeah. I could say anything. That's and she'd be like, oh, I can see that. Because mm-hmm. I, you know, I run it back. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. I know. Could have said 50 to 1. And you'd be like, mm-hmm. I would have had to question There's the math a lot on that of one. Adult- <laughs> okay. But I know a lot of adults who have, I mean, you didn't grow up in, in Southern California, but that's like the thing when you're yeah. in high school and in college, you get like the Disneyland pass and you like go hang out there. Oh, okay. So, you know, so. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, foreign travelers to the U.S. after Canada, Mexico, and the U.K., what would be the next? Foreign travelers to the U.S. Yeah. So tourists. not Canadians. Not Mexicans. Not Mexicans and not... UK. UK. Mm-hmm. I would think China. Japan. Ooh. Look how mad she is. I'm so mad. Oh, she Dang loves it. it. Okay, that's all really? I have. Yeah, so you're off the hook. Oh, that was good. Yeah. Do you have any other um, factoids that you want to share? I know you mm. have a lot before we uh, ask the audience if they have any questions, which I'm sure they don't. What do they want to know about Johnny Bananas? Who cares? Uh, yeah, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> Except we managed to bring them up twice in a conversation. <laughs> um, okay, let me think. How about what country mm-hmm. has mm-hmm. the most miles of coastline? Well, um, I would say I'm scared to answer. This is Just no tell judgment us. Zone. Just do a factoid. Okay, factoid. <laughs> Canada. <laughs> Has the most. Remember when the, the, the introduction said the, how courageous we were? And I'm like, I'm scared. Yeah. I can't, I can't answer in front of this nice audience. You know, well, it's Canada. Wait, what did you say? Oh, Canada. Yeah. I wouldn't have Because it's that. all like the inlets and the things that go in like. So I guess if you stretch it out, uh, I wouldn't it's the have most mileage. That. Yeah, that was back from my trivia days. I remember that one. Trivia I always days. said the same thing because I would have said Russia you had or days something like of that. Trivia. I was a host. So oh, right. It was a profession. I was making a paycheck. That's my days of trivia. <laughs> hmm, any other geography ones? Hmm. Oh, there's something along the lines of like over, like, of course, I don't remember the statistics on it, but it's like two out of three people live within 50 miles of what? Mickey D's? No. Oh, what? there would be 100% of people. <laughs> what? The place they were born. Oh. Kind of showing you that that's everybody stays. Interesting. Right. That's okay. It's totally okay. Yeah. But I, as an adventurer, travel, travel, you travel, can't live. No, but you do. Guess where I'm moving? Yeah. Back to my hometown. Mm-hmm. So even like you go and explore, and you know, that's kind of a cool thing about getting to explore is it doesn't necessarily mean that you're hitting the road. Yes. You yeah. can travel, see the world, and I then like come that. back and, you know, bring all your. International travel and international experience. Yeah. Home with you. That's a good wrap-up. I like that. Yeah. So the takeaway is get out there. Don't be afraid. To be uncomfortable. Be uncomfortable. And if you chew gum, (laughs) don't talk about it. (laughs) I think we all learned a valuable lesson here today. All right. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to open it up if anybody has questions. If not, I'm going to play Truth or Dare with Sarah. Truth or dare? Really, oh, really. I was like, oh my god, I'm so nervous about trivia. Truth or dare? But, but uh, in summary, uh, we just want to thank the University of Pittsburgh for having us, and also for having me for all the years that I was here, and um, facilitating my uh, travel as well to Brazil. Yes. 
and then for bringing me back home to talk to you guys about it. So thank you. And you know, I, I gotta say, despite what you think, you did an amazing job when you were in Brazil speaking Portuguese. Thank you. You did make me get the check every time, like call for it, because she was too scared to be like, check. But I did that for her. But besides that, you, know you always ask for towels. You always were the one to call room service. You were always the one to talk to the, you did, it was great. And the cabs, you were wonderful. And one time we got a corked bottle of wine. Oh, yeah, that's a good story. And we were like, we're returning this. This is not... It was not- bad. And we had spent... Because we, we were like, we're going to get one good bottle of wine. We're going to go to our hotel room. We're going to, like, play Scrabble, because that's what we did all the time. Travel Scrabble. You should definitely buy that if you travel. Get the waterproof <laughs> wine. You can play at the beach. It's so much fun. Um, so we got this bottle of wine, and it was bad. And we had spent, you know, more than $5 on it. Right. So we were like, oh, no. Oh, no. I'm taking this back. That's where we draw the line. And all of a sudden, I was fluent. Fluent. <laughs> it was so when weird. When wine was on the line, fluent. Right. It was great. We and guess what? It worked out. It worked, and we, we got, got a new bottle of wine. And I said, just taste it, taste it, and then <laughs> okay, great. Give us a new bottle. Yeah. Okay. So there you go. Had you not? You're welcome. Yep. Oh, thank you. <laughs> all right, people. Let's hear. Do you have any questions? What is burning inside of you? Just share. I know you do. Do you want to know about how? Sarah's behind the scenes of Ruin Rivals 3 or whatever show she's on right now. Do you want her autograph? She'll give it to you. Well, MTV Classics are on, so you're probably coming on the air before me. 1998? Yeah. Coming back. Here's the best part about being on uh, Pit Campus is um, when I get to take pictures of the people that see Sarah and want to have a picture with her. And she loves That's to call job. it out in the halls. Hey, do you know Sarah from MTV? Have you ever seen my friend Sarah from MTV? <laughs> it doesn't really work the same when I'm like, do you know my friend Susie? She like, no. taught here before? And... No, they don't. <laughs> All right, people, you're off the hook. Thank you so much for having us. We love you. And we'll talk to you after. Bye, Thanks. everybody. Bye, listeners. Ba-dum-bum-bum-bum-bum. <laughs>